Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hey everyone, it's Virginia Stanley. How are you all? Uh, I have the honor of talking right now with author Annie Lyons, whose new book, The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset, just went on sale uh, September 8th. Uh, This is a pull-at-your-heartstring story about an elderly woman who is ready to give up on life and the little girl who restores her hope. I absolutely fell in love with this book, and I am so honored and excited to speak with the author of this book, Annie Lyons. Hi, Annie. Hi, Virginia. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Ah, we're thrilled that you came on to talk about this this gorgeous book. Uh, now, um, a, a little bit of background. Uh, you started in um, in uh, as a bookseller, and then in in publishing. Do you want to talk a little bit about that before we talk about the book? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, Yes, I've always worked in books right from um, when I left university and I was trying to decide what to do with my life. And uh, I ended up working in a bookshop actually in Charing Cross Road in London. Uh, your your listeners might know 84 Charing Cross Road, the the story. Uh, And that's it's kind of like the book selling mecca of uh of london of the uk really it's a it's a wonderful street and i started my career there as a bookseller and i sold i sold sports books to start with uh and and i was responsible for all the sports books and then i got the joy of being responsible for all the children's books so that was fantastic and they had a terrific uh children's section and it was at the time before harry potter was famous so i was uh i was kind of part of that that world where he was starting to emerge so yeah I worked there for for a couple of years and um and then I got my first job in publishing which was uh for Egmont children's books so I went from children's books to children's books and um I worked for Egmont for 12 13 years so yes I've always worked in books and book selling and I just yeah once you've got books in your in your bloodstream you can't let them go they're just they're just there in your heart forever aren't they yes yeah I think I think uh, people in publishing and certainly librarians and uh, avid readers can completely relate to what you're saying then I love that you you took a creative writing course and thought I'm going to give this a shot myself and it took a couple of years to finish and then you got your publishing deal and then your book, Not Quite Perfect, was published to great reviews, wonderful raves. Do you want to talk about that for a sec? Yeah, well, that was uh, that was quite an exciting time. I mean, as you said, I did the creative writing course. It was when my it was when my kids were uh, 
of an age and I had just had my second child and I, I took this course and I found that I loved I loved writing. I just thought I've got to try and write this novel. I, I, I really want to try and try and do it. And I'd sort of got 20,000 words of a, a novel and I was I was still working at that time and I was commuting backwards and forwards. And then um, I got made redundant from my job in 2009 when there were a lot of, um, there was the uh, financial crash. And um, then I was at home with my two small children and 20,000 words of a novel with no title. And I thought, well, I, I really would like to try and finish this. And um, it took it took a while and it took a, a, a lot of, of effort and a lot of, um, uh, my my daughter was, you know, she was at nursery or my son was napping and I'd grab these times to write and then I finished this book and then yeah it took a couple more years and a few rejection letters and a bit of a moment when I thought oh I don't know if I can do this and but luckily my husband said come on keep going you know and quite a few people have said this is a good story and it it, it deserves to be told and I got my first publishing deal with um Karina they were called they're part of Harlequin actually mm-hmm. and Not Quite Perfect was published in July 2013 and it, and it came out and I thought, oh, this is so exciting. You know, being published is the, the most exciting thing. Uh, and then over the course of that summer, it um, it just hit its stride and and became a top 10 Kindle bestseller. And it was a number one romance bestseller. And yeah, so that was my, I thought, well, this is my writing career is underway. <laughs> and now this is my, my sixth book, Eudora. Um, the Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset is my sixth book. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey. Well, in, in a relatively short amount of time, you have uh, you've amassed quite a library of books that you've written. And um, I, I dare say this book, The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset, hits all the right notes and is a book that stays with you long after you've closed uh the book when you turn the last page um can you you want to talk about i don't want to give too much away so i'm going to defer to you to tell listeners what you want them to know about this book okay i'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you a little story okay so um the brilliant life of eudora honeyset is a story of 85 year old eudora and she is basically uh, she is done with her life she has lived a long life she's not depressed Uh, but she is ready to die and she sort of talks about the world as being noisy and moronic and um, she she wants to be able to end her life on her own terms so it's her birthday and she uh, decides that she's going to make this application to a clinic in Switzerland and she takes this decision and she's starting to sort of put her ducks in a row and put her affairs in order and then a family move in next door to her. And um, amongst them is a little girl called Rose, Rose Trewidney, who is 10 years old. And uh, she's new to the area and she needs a new best friend. And she decides that Eudora would make an excellent new best friend. And so she starts to wheedle her way into Eudora's life. And of course, Eudora is quite the reluctant participant in this to start with. So yes, that's the start of the story. Uh, I, I love, um, I love how Rose is. She's, she's kind of hyper and she's bouncing off the walls and she's, you know, and, and Eudora's 
she's pretty grumpy and I can see them. I can see what they look like. And they have this, what ends up being this very, um, very interesting, um, dynamic, this, you know, this, this relationship forms between the two of them. But what I, what I love about this book is that it's, it's sentimental, not maudlin. It, you know where you're going with this and it's a lovely, lovely journey. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you found that because I wanted it to be, as you say, um, Eudora is a, um, you know, she's quite a grumpy character and she's quite reluctant to let Rose into her life. Uh, Rose just is sort of curious and cheerful and doesn't see that Eudora doesn't want her to be. She can't understand why she wouldn't want to come for afternoon tea or go for a (laughs) shopping makeover or, you know, because that's what you do, right? You need a new outfit. So we need to do, (laughs) go and do that. So that's just part of life. So come on, Eudora. And Eudora is that kind of, uh, she's of that generation that is she's very British as well. She's sort of too polite to say no. But also there's a part of her that I think is quite wants to wants it as well. She just sort of unwittingly goes along with it. And actually there's something about Rose that she, you know, just intrigues her and I don't know, maybe reminds her of her younger self or mm-hmm. reminds her of a world that she used to inhabit. So yeah, they, <laughs> they go off on all these adventures. Um, and speaking of, I, I love how, um, what this child does to Eudora is obviously kicks up memories of Eudora's own childhood. Um, and there who was, she, then she goes back and she talks about that time when she was a young girl Uh, wartime stories, her father, um, her mother, uh, what they went through. And it it fills in the blanks, you know, and it sort of explains how Eudora, um, why Eudora is, you know, she's the culmination of her experiences, as are we all. Um, But I love that it explains her life and that this little kid, this rambunctious child is um, sort of like the, you know, the, 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 the springboard for that yeah you're, yeah absolutely she is and I love it that you call her rambunctious that is that you know I've got a, a hats off to you for that word that's one of my favorite words <laughs> that is rose <laughs> to a t she is yeah she is and she won't she won't let her have an opt-out at all but also yeah as you say the story goes back in time we see we see Eudora as a child. We see her with her father. You know, her father mm. um, dies during the war and we see the effect that that has on her. And then we see as her life, you know, goes on, her backstory as she grows up, she's a, a teenager and then a young woman. And we see why she is, how she is today and why she's kind of taken that decision. And, you know, she is on her own. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very much Rose, Rose helps us see back in the past and also to the future as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And, and, and I mean, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat this. You, you write stories that have to do with a lot of different topics. Um, and this one explores the idea of, of assisted suicide that she's, you know, at the beginning of the book, she's done. I mean, and I kind of like that she's not 
she's not ill. She's just done, you know? And, um, and then she's, I have to say from page one, the reader is just drawn in because you're, you know, she's, you could just hear her and she's so annoyed with, you know, the dumb mail that she gets and the people on their cell phones constantly looking for the next best thing. It's great. It's so great. Um, but she's done. And so, uh, I, I think that, uh, it's very important to note that you do address issues that you address, uh, death and loneliness, isolation, especially now. Um, I think that this is the kind of thing that a lot of people can relate to strangely and sadly, but I, I, I think it's good. That this is not a sugar-coated book, which is what I was referring to before. Not sentiment, overly sentimental, but real issues that that everybody deals with. So I love the authenticity of all of the characters in the book, and there are several that I don't want to give again too much away. But everybody who's in this book needs to be in this book. I think. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm really glad that's how it's come across because I mean, yes, I did. Well, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I did set out to write a book that dealt with death because I think it's something that we don't talk about enough. I think it's something that we we deny a bit in mm. society. And Eudora comes from that generation who had to face it during the Second World War. This is a generation that actually my mum was from that generation as well. So I, I Eudora felt like she'd always been in my life, really. And maybe that's because of mum. But it you know, they they faced death every day, commonplace as part of the Second World War and living through that. Um, but also they accepted that it was part of life. And I think at the moment, like you say, we're, we're going through a very difficult time in the world. And But we are having to face these difficult things and we are having to face, you know, isolation and loneliness. But also what I hope the book does is it reaffirms the good stuff. And that's what we've been, what I feel out through lockdown and through the pandemic. That's what I've seen. You know, it's those um, moments of kindness, the communities coming together, people, you know, knocking on their neighbor's door to see if their elderly neighbor's okay, if they need any shopping. So, you know, certainly from what I'm hearing from readers so far, this is a book mm -hmm. that I think, yes, it deals with some topics that are difficult but they're topics we need to face but also I'm hoping it offers them comfort it offers hope uh, someone said to me actually it's a book that wraps its arms around you and mm. I really like that so mm. that's yeah that's what that's what I would like people to take away from it that is beautiful that's a perfect whoever said that is genius I know <laughs> I'd like to wrap my arms around them but I can't at the yeah. moment because you know <laughs> one day yeah yeah um that's exactly how it feels um that it is 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 comforting and and it's it's like uh, i don't know it feels safe you know the book feels safe and warm and um and real uh i know that um when um as you were writing the novel that you you mentioned your mom who, and she had passed away during the writing of the novel and uh, you said that you wanted to give voice to, to the discussions you wish you'd had with your mother and to start some necessary conversations about how we live and how we die. And I think that that's hugely um, brave of you to do, to bring that to the, to the forefront and to address it. And I, I thank you for that. 
Yeah, uh, well, well, thank you. I mean, you know, I did, I started to write this book um, um, and then my mum got ill and then, and then she died in Christmas. Uh, she died on oh. Christmas Eve, actually, in 2018. Oh, yeah, so sorry. And um, yeah, so it was a very, it was a, it was a very difficult time and then I had a few months off and then I came back to the book and I was halfway through writing it and I was a bit worried I thought is this going to be too painful too difficult and but actually it was uh it was really comforting because Eudora was uh, had some of you know the traits of my mum that kind of resilience and that sort of stoicism also that absolutely infuriating reluctance to ask for help you know it's that generation they were Mm -hmm. you know the make do and mend and dig for victory and all part of that so they have a lot of qualities that I think we really admire these days so it was kind of it was kind of lovely and Eudora's had you know she has really helped me I am so grateful to her and and fond of her and I know the book is dedicated to my mum as well and um Oh, I know she's proud. I know she knows what's going on, my mum. So, you know, I have that kind of... But yeah, I didn't have those conversations with my mum because, to be honest, it was too late. She was in hospital and she was dying. So, you know, you can't really say, mum, what do you think about the Mm -hmm. idea of a good death? What does... What would you like? You know, you can't have those conversations then. They need to be before you get to that point, really. That's what I think. And I certainly know that I will have those conversations with my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they get a little bit, <laughs> I, you know, I will talk to them about death and I will be honest about death. And they're because I think we deny it because we fear it. And I think it would be better if we, we weren't afraid and if we accepted it a bit more as part of life. You don't want to talk about it all the time. I get mm-hmm. that. No one wants to bring the room down, but you know, that was that was the kind of fine balance within this book because I wanted to to deal with death and talk about it, but I didn't want it to be depressing. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be uplifting. I wanted it to be hopeful. I didn't want it to be saccharine either. I didn't want Rose and Eudora's relationship to be that kind of. It's not cutesy because Eudora's very prickly and she's very you know she doesn't really want to know all the time. They're not you know, but um, I wanted it to be. I'm glad you used the word authentic because that's always what I'm trying for with my characters. It's got to, I I hate it when I read something and I think, well, they wouldn't say that or they wouldn't do that. So I'm always thinking about that when I write. I I don't know. I feel like I don't know how old your mother was. I wonder sometimes, I mean, you had all that time with your mother as I have with mine and who's 94 and the, the topic either comes up or it doesn't and it's sometimes it's you can't have the conversation because to converse takes two and sometimes the other the one who's closer probably to the end doesn't want to do that doesn't want to have that so you know what I mean I mean what I'm trying to say to you is that if you didn't have those conversations with your mother maybe it was because uh you couldn't or she didn't want to it wasn't you weren't she wasn't availing herself as you are with your children. So, you know, yeah. I think in a way, to, you know what I'm saying? I do. And I think it's a different generation as well. I yeah. mean, my mum was, uh, she was born in 1934. So she, yeah, mm. she would have been 86 this year. Mm. So mm. yeah, it was that, it was difficult to have those conversations. I, I kind of think the person who, it sounds odd, but the person who's going to do the dying 
mm-hmm. is the one who has to initiate the conversation. Yes. You know, so I yes. think you can't go to the elderly relative and say, hey, let's talk about this. They've got to yeah. want to talk about it and they've got to bring it up. And, um, you know, I sort of, uh, I was quite careful with Eudora that I made sure I did lots of research into her decision and and found, you know, and it, I, I, I actually looked and I found a, a, uh, there was a woman who did actually do just what Eudora wants to do. And she wasn't ill. She just mm-hmm. got to the end of her life and she'd... Mm-hmm. It was her decision and her choice. And she wanted to make the decision before someone else took it away from her. So, you know, older people, as they get older, they lose their independence. They lose their, uh, you know, people make decisions for them. Um, we did this with my my parents and to kind of help them. But more and more is taken away from you. And I think Eudora just wants to be able to to take that decision and she thinks it's her life and her death and it's her choice. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how she yeah. kind of goes ahead. I feel like you handled all of this so responsibly. The research that you put into this is quite clear and evident because I, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all very uh, real. And, um, and I think you honor her. I think you honor the fictitious Eudora and you honor your mother uh, by, you know, sort of, just I don't know you know listening listening to them and I I would I would assume I'm hoping that you feel that maybe your mother is now you know in the pages of this beautiful book she she definitely is and that's thank you that's such a lovely thing to say because I I want to honor my mum because she was a wonderful woman she's very different to Eudora she wasn't prickly like Eudora she was very warm but they, they definitely have those similarities. And I think they would have got on very well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that. Yeah, that's great. Well, they say opposites attract, so they probably would. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't it funny to put your fictitious character with your mother? But, you know, I think we're allowed to do that when we're writers, aren't we? <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long Thank as you keep you. writing books like this. Okay, um, I'll do my best. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just want to make sure that um, we mention the uh the audio uh, which is available as well which is absolutely beautiful i was listening to it before and i all i wanted to do was listen to the book i've read the book i'd love to listen to the book it's it's superb it's just it does wrap you up it 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 does wrap itself around you it's i can't recommend it enough so i hope that people who uh are fans of of audiobooks and those who aren't definitely take a listen to that because it's yeah it's very winning it's gorgeous and nicolette's voice the voice artist who, who narrates it she's got a, a terrific voice for eudora it's is actually a bit of a treat that i think i've got to i've got to listen to that actually i might do that this yeah. weekend yeah 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 <laughs> um just a, a few quick quotes because i i would be remiss if i didn't say what ruth hogan ruth hogan author of many books, including Brittany uh, Malone's Paradise Hotel. I mean, what a lovely quote. The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset is an exquisitely poignant tale of life, friendship, and facing death. Everyone should read this book. The quote is longer, but believe me, you can go to uh, Annie's fabulous website and, and check out all the quotes. But um, their purpose, was... a beautiful, what a yeah. beautiful quote. Yeah, that was a special day when I got that quote from Ruth, actually. She is, I admire her hugely. Her books are just exquisite. Um, 
and to get a quote from a writer you admire is that was yeah I did I had a little moment actually when that came through I'll be honest really (laughs) yes it was just tell well I just I was in my car I'd been to an appointment and I got in my car and I got this email from Ruth and and um I just thought oh this is this is this if she thinks it's good (laughs) then that's I've really that must be then it must be good, right? <laughs> no matter how much you know the your agent and your your editor and tell you, you know, when mm. Ruth Hogan gives you the seal of approval, you think, yeah, that's that was a good day. Oh, that's lovely. That's well, she's not alone. Kirkus Publishers Weekly, Booklist, Book Page, all of us, Virginia Stanley, <laughs> anybody who's read it, it's. It's it's a slice of heaven, and you want to take your time with it because it's really you don't want it to end. But you want to know what happens. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful book for for the times. It's a wonderful book for any time. But now, when you need a break, and you need to have a book just take you on a journey of this wonderful sort of intergenerational relationship, uh, this is the book. There's wonderful characters and terrific dialogue and just it's witty and heartfelt and beautiful and I just absolutely love this book and I congratulate you and I thank you so much for writing it and for bringing these characters uh, into our lives everybody who reads this for the first time I I envy them oh thank you Virginia that that just means so much to me I've, I've been absolutely overwhelmed by the responses I've had so far from readers all over the US and Canada and all over the world and it's it's just lovely I've I'm I'm really happy that people are enjoying Eudora's story and that it's it's bringing them bringing them what they need at the moment good good and it is there's there's also one more thing it I would be remiss again such a great book for book clubs I mean there's so much to talk about here and there's also, there are these wonderful um, discussion questions, which can be found on hharpercollins.com. And uh, boy, you could fill up a lot of time. I see this, I see this just being adopted by a lot of book clubs because there's just, there are just wonderful, wonderful um, questions where you could, that can, you know, sort of launch a lot of discussions. Some really good stuff here to talk about. Um, and so I, I just want people to know that too. Yeah, I got. I had a look at those those questions the other day, and I I, was, I I had a good old think about them. I thought these are really good. I'd like to join some of these discussions. You should. I really yeah. should. I'm going to sit my friends down and do that. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do something with you too. Yeah, you I'd fun? love to. I would love. Okay. That. We're going to work on that. Yeah, fantastic. So I think uh, the only other thing I want to make sure that to, to mention is that we had a wonderful. Uh, interview with you on our uh, Facebook Live on our door-to-door program, and it was lovely to have you on. And so, um, you know what? In a in another day, in another time, hopefully not too not too distant future, we can meet face to face. But uh, until then, um, readers everywhere, pick up a copy of the brilliant life of Eudora Honeyset by Annie Lines. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, thank you, Virginia. It's been it's been really lovely chatting with you. Okay. Well, take care, everyone, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. 
Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.